Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, El Conservador, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, right here in New York. And it is moms, not birthing persons, quote-unquote, not to be confused with their male counterparts, inseminators or impregnating people, that are the source of America's next victory. That's right, moms are going to be the triumph of America. Now, that doesn't mean dads aren't going to play a role, but that means that moms are being mobilized right now in a way we haven't seen before. Moms are going to their school board meetings and they are standing up and standing out and speaking out against everything that's wrong with education today. And I love it. So a few episodes ago, we heard from the woman in New York. But now, there's more. And what's interesting is, Progressives seem to think that conservatives are mindless trolls that worship at the altar of Trump while bitterly clinging to our Bibles and our guns. That we're hypocrites. We won't kill babies in the womb, but we will happily kill people through climate change and endless wars. Now, is that appropriate? Of course not. But that's what they think we are. And that's why it takes a little bit of um, elbow grease, a little bit of gumption, a little bit of grit to go and stand in the face of the schoolyard bullies. In this case... Not just the teachers' unions, but school boards, boards of education, moms in their faces, respectfully and intelligently making a case for why critical theory, critical race theory, critical gender theory are destroying the fabric of the America that we know and love. Now, I want you to listen to this one mom. Her name is Lilith Venestian. She's from Fairfax, Virginia, but she teaches... And she happens to live in Loudoun County. So she was at the Loudoun County School Board meeting, and boy, does she let them have it. Check this out. Fairfax County public school teacher, and I'm going to give a message of encouragement to parents and teachers and students who are too afraid to come and speak forward. Parents, the longer that you wait and you don't hold your child's schools accountable gives these guys more time to dictate what's best for your child's physical, mental, and emotional health. Don't be afraid to speak out for your kids because they are voiceless and and they rely on you. You should be afraid of them rooting for socialism by the time they get to middle school. Teachers, it may seem that our careers have come to a dead end, but I'm here to remind you, we don't work for the school board. We work to mold the next generation of well-rounded American patriots. So don't give up because it is up to us. 
Students, you are on the front lines of these indoctrination camps. Challenge the staff when you are presented with a ludicrous statement and do not allow anybody to tell you that you cannot accomplish anything because of your skin color or to hate yourself because of your skin color. Students, it is up to you to be the next generation of victims or victors. And finally, to the board, this isn't over and your policies are just as... Nick Gothard, followed by Ryan. Woohoo! Slow clap for her. Standing ovation for this one because Lilith Venestian, she let them have it. She just gave it to them rough, rugged, and raw. She laid it out there. She said, This is a word of encouragement. This is for the next generation of patriots that's on the front lines. And man, was she right. You see, the thing is, we can't sit here and hate the other side. We just have to beat their ideas with better ideas. Because our goal isn't to eliminate people. It's to eliminate their ideas. Now, I know some of you saying, oh, I don't know about you, Rich. I'm ready to take them out. Listen, we don't do that. Stop. Those are bad ideas. What's the old saying? Hate the sin, not the sinner. Yeah, we get confusted at times. That's confused and frustrated at the same time. But this is a competition of ideas. It's a free market. A battle of wits. When the left wants to win an assembly seat or a school board seat in a a red state, what do they do? They literally move into that state. Some of these people have even committed to not having children because they're so down with this revolution. They're down for the cause, so they're upwardly mobile. They're ready to go. We've seen it time and again with the Antifa thugs. When we find out who they are, they're lawyers, they're teachers, they work for the government, they have a pension, they have unlimited sick days. It's time we use the system to fight the system because that's exactly what they do. They immediately begin uh, reaching out to everybody they know, anybody they think they have an affinity for with their politics, the LGBTQ movement and whatever other acronyms have been added on, the pro-abortion lobby, the climate crazies, and all the putzes that think we should defund the police. They organize, and organizing is the key. Just like this mom did. Just like that Chinese mom who lived under Chairman Mao of the Communist Chinese Party and her admonition. These are strong words of encouragement from people that know this stuff, that can sniff it out. They've been there, they've done that, and they could see communism, socialism, and the destruction of liberty coming a mile away. We need to be more like that. Now, we're just getting started, so don't move a muscle, don't change it, don't do anything, because we're going to get into what Joel Baboso Biden said while he was in Mendenhall, England. hope I said that right. And did you know that lobsters are getting high right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get into that, too. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Back in the United States this morning after a trip to Guatemala and Mexico, her first foreign trip as vice president. This morning, we're told that some of what she said on the trip, her answers to questions, maybe even obvious questions, those answers have White House insiders perplexed. Oh, yeah. The White House is perplexed. What's up, America? Welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And Vice President Kemala Eres, that's right, Kemala Eres, she is 
dropping the ball yet again. Now, Vice President Harris, she's got tremendous gall, I'm going to go with, right? Because she's like, you know, we're going to stop this at the root of the problem. I'm going to come with $40 million. I'm going to pay off the Guatemalans to try and get them to keep people in their country instead of fixing the border. Now, this border thing is out of control, and we have an unlikely ally in our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens. That's right, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also known as AOC, all out crazy. She's blasting Vice President uh, Harris, just like CNN is saying and the White House is saying. Uh, We're not sure exactly what she said or what she did because these are some basic questions that people are asking and she, quite frankly, doesn't have an answer. They say, have you been to the border? Because you're the border czar and the vice president. And she says, well, you know, I haven't been to uh, Europe. And you've heard that stuff. I'm not going to play it again. But AOC is now saying that A, she's disappointed in Kamala Harris and B, that she blames America for the illegal aliens that are coming in. That's right. It's the fault of the American government, the United States government, that they're here. Now, I think I played this for you on the last episode. But what I want to draw your attention to, because she's saying that, you know, obviously, It's our fault because we did something in Central America and in South America that caused them to have a disrupted life. So obviously they have to come live here because we were, quote unquote, the disruptors. Now, of course, that's her interpretation of the facts. Uh, I personally don't agree with her, as you might imagine. But AOC goes on to say that it's true President Barack Obama did in fact cage the immigrants at the border. Now, you know, she was blaming Trump for kids in cages, kids in cages, and it seems that she's now finally slipping and telling the truth for once. Check this out. Because this seems like almost a precursor to say, in in saying that we are going to allege that you are coming to this country illegally when seeking asylum on our border is in fact legal and, and use that to predate any violence that we are willing to inflict on immigrants as a deterrent. And this is policy that happened during the Trump administration. But I want to be clear that this is policy that happened during the Obama administration as well. And the caging of immigrants was very much documented and it was asserted in many ways, along with many of the other inhumane policies, as a deterrent uh, to say, you know, if we are cruel enough, Maybe people will think twice before coming. And this, at its core, is completely inhumane. So there you go. All out crazy, blasting the uh, Obama administration, giving a supposed pass, if you will, to Biden, but blasting Kamala and blasting Trump all in one fell swoop. She's taken no prisoners. All of a sudden, AOC is a champion for the border. Now, of course, you know, she's not a champion for the border. She's a champion to let in every last gang member that she can find because she said, look, you can't profile the gang members. You can't arrest these people. You can't stop them if they have a criminal record. We need to let them into the United States because we've ruined their country. And after all, she's AOC, all out crazy. But that's not the end because, you know, wherever AOC is, you know that her communist sympathizing grandpa Bernie the Bolshevik Sanders. That's right, Bernie the Bolshevik Sanders. He is not too far behind saying that, you know what we've got to do? We've got to look at tearing down pre-existing sections of the border wall. Listen to this quick clip. You said the wall is symbolic and it represents... Yes. So 
wouldn't it be proper? Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade to tear that symbol down in order to achieve that? It may be, but, you know, it's how much is it going to cost to tear it down? Should you do that, tear it down? I don't know. Maybe the answer is yes. That's something, That's something you're willing to consider. You, yeah, you're willing you to consider look, tearing down existing you do. fencing between U.S. and between, between the U.S. And but again, if it's going to cost me billions of dollars to tear it down, I'd rather invest that maybe in the needs for child care in this country. But it's something, you know, we can look at. So now you've got Bernie Sanders, AOC. They're coming at everybody. Then you've got... Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC. Oh, my gosh. Whose side is she going to be on this week? Well, it seems that she's going to take a soft shot at Vice President Kim Malaeris. That's right. She's going to take shots at her. Well, because she feels that she should be paying more attention to the border. Well, you know what? We agree. And we, I think everybody's been saying that since she was named Border Czar, I don't know, 90 days ago or close to that, if not more, and hasn't even showed up. But... Good old Mika had this to say. Check this out. And Mika, the point of Lester's question there, and of course he was there covering her trip and looking at the root causes of that was, yes, we have to look at root causes, but there is a crisis at the border right now, today, and you have to address that today while you look at the root causes down the road. I think also part of leading is optics and, and showing that and showing uh, w- w- what you care about and what your goals are and going to the border would have made a big difference. This has been a discussion for weeks. I'm not sure why it hasn't happened. It's a lot easier said than done, but perhaps should have been a priority. Well, yes, perhaps it should have been a priority, Vice President Kemal Ayres, but there's always going to be somebody that comes out as a knight in shining armor to defend the vice president to say that, you know, this isn't her fault because she's really bad at her job and she's irresponsible and she doesn't know what the heck she's doing. We can't fault her for that. No, no, no. We must fault the people accusing her of doing a poor job, right? It's my fault. It's the fault of others that criticize her. It's you, the American people that are suffering under this illegal immigration system that Biden is putting into place. So instead of MSNBC, we switch over to our good friends at CNN, Max Boot. Yesterday says, Kamala not visiting the border is a phony baloney scandal led by the right-wing attack machine. And they're only attacking her. Well, maybe you should hear him say it. I want you to listen to Max Boot on CNN. Check this out. I think she did fine. She could have handled the, the questions about the border visit better. But to my mind, it's basically a phony baloney scandal because... You know, you have this right wing attack machine led by Fox and others, and they need to attack Democrats for something. But they can't lay a glove on Joe Biden because he seems so innocuous and so likable. And so they're looking for somebody else on the in the Democratic Party to beat up. And Vice President Harris, as a as a woman of color, is a prime target. And so they've created this pseudo scandal about why hasn't she visited the border? Well, maybe one good reason is she's not in charge of the border. She is not the Secretary of Homeland Security. All right, so hold on a second, Mr. Boot. Now, Mr. Boot says, no, you can't, we can't lay a glove on Joe El Baboso Biden and that while she did fine, she could have done better on answering the questions. Hold up, perate, perate. 
Wasn't that the whole point of her going there to answer questions and to get something done? Isn't she the second person in line for the presidency of the United States? Don't we have an expectation that Kemala Eres is actually going to do something of value to benefit this country, her country, our country? So, Mr. Boot, I have to ask you, how is it that you say we can't lay a glove on Joe Biden? Because I'm about to. I think I'm going to land a shot or two because I think Joe El Baboso Biden is incredibly weak and I think you agree with me. But you're lying and you're obfuscating on television to try to make a case for yourself and then you're covering it up by saying that the right-wing attack machine is going after her. Why? Because she's brown. That's bull. I'm brown too. Lots of people are brown. In fact, I don't know, it's something like 65 or 70% of the Border Patrol and ICE and the people working down at the border are brown. By your standards, not mine. By your definition, not mine. How do you explain that? Brown keeping out the brown? Brown oppressors? This is the stupidest line of argument I've heard. It's weak. And not only that, but it's going to fool people that are weak. It's going to fool people that haven't read a book. People that don't know what's going on. People that aren't informed. And they're going to believe you. And that's the problem. This is why we have to be better than them. We have to make a better debate. We have to raise a better point. We have to provide a better solution. We have to connect with people on a higher, better, and more intimate level, a more intellectual level, so people can really understand what's at stake. Because these short sound bites of Max Boot and all the other idiots, whether they're criticizing Kemal Eres or not, trying to give her a pass and saying that the right-wing attack machine is going after her, Who's right wing at Fox? Honestly, I don't hear anybody advocating for right wing stuff on Fox. They may be center right, but I don't think there's any avowed white supremacist on Fox News Channel. And I'm not here to defend the Fox News Channel. I'm just saying, let's call a duck a duck, a spade a spade. Let's tell the truth. There's a problem at the border. Forget your political affiliation. People are sneaking in like crazy. Biden's not doing a good job managing it. Trump did a better job managing it. I think we can say that without dispute. And if there is dispute, then let's talk about it. Because our ideas are better. And we can win on the merits of the argument each and every time. But to say that we're not going to lay a glove on Joe Ed Barboso Biden, well, I think you got another thing coming. And with that, I refer to my good friends at PolitiWeek. PolitiWeek.com, great place to get some headlines. They're a friend of the program. I was one of the founders of that. So check it out if you get a chance. P-O-L-I-T-I-W-E-E-K.com. And I think we're going to lay more than a glove on Joe El Baboso Biden. Plus, we're going to find out a little bit of what's going on with lobsters and marijuana. You don't want to miss this. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Bienvenido, America. Welcome back. Rich Valdez here at Rich Valdez on all the social media. That's Rich Valdez with an S. I want to keep in touch with you to make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast. This is America with Rich Valdez. Subscribing to the podcast is important so that you never miss an episode and that we can try to give you everything that I hope that you need to know in three short segments in about a half hour, three times a week, because we realize it's difficult to keep up with stuff with your busy lives. A lot of people work, and I realize that. 
I work too. So that's why I think it's important that you do that. And let me thank you. I want to thank each and every one of you that listen to this program for sharing the program. Sharing the program has been the way that it's grown and it's double, tripled, uh, at some points quintupled in size since we started it in 2019. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart to each and every one of you patriots. God bless you. Thank you for sharing it on Facebook. Thank you for sharing it through text messages and inbox messages and sending it to your friends via email and whatever it is that you're doing because we know that the big tech media censors don't like it when a conservative message gets out. So I do thank you for that because we're seeing growth despite the visible shadow bands, despite my colleague my brother from another rich Samantha, Mr. Producer, getting blocked and restricted on Facebook the other day for telling the truth. These things are happening and we see them happening all the time. And that's why it's important for whatever it is that we do, we keep banging the drum of liberty. Now, earlier I talked about Joe El Baboso Biden, President Joe El Baboso Biden, also known as Robinette, Joe Robinette Biden, was in Mildenhall. I think I mispronounced that before. Mildenhall, England, and he's meeting with Mr. Putin, and he says to him, well, I'll play the audio for you, but let's do that first. You listen to the audio, and then I'll give you my reaction. Check this out. I'm heading to the G7, then to the NATO ministerial, and then to meet with Mr. Putin to let him know what I want him to know. it clear that the United States is back and democracies of the world are standing together to tackle the toughest challenges and the issues that matter most to our future. That we're committed to leading with strength, defending our values and delivering for our people. America's better positioned to advance our national security and our economic prosperity when we bring together like-minded nations to stand with us. Of course, so Joe Biden says, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to let him know what I want him to know. Of course, referring to uh, Vladimir Putin, president of Russia, I will let Mr. Putin know what I want him to know. Now, when I hear that, it, I just can't help but think he's talking about, well, you, you know, uh, the thing. Now, I don't do a great Joe Biden impression because it takes so long to get into character for that. But... He's old and he's feeble, so he has like a little gurgle in the back of his throat because he probably has swallowing problems related to his neurological problems. And and I don't mean that in an insulting way. I mean that from personal experience. I dealt with that with my dad. The aphasia kicks in. He can't find the words. He gets frustrated. Uh, in fact, I don't know. I saw on social media. I don't have the audio yet, but I think Joe Biden whispered or told his wife that he forgets that he's president. Anyway, but to do the Joe Biden appropriately, you got to get into the voice and it's kind of like lower from the back of the throat. You got to have a little saliva in the back of your throat so you sound weak. So you can say, I'll tell Biden what I want him to know. You know, the thing, man. And then the kids, they put their hands inside the pool. And I got blonde hair and I got hairy legs. And, and all these nonsense things that he talks about. But it's Joe Biden that was the candidate running that had rape allegations, sexual assault allegations from Tara Reid. Rather credible ones. And what did they do? Instead of investigating them, they made sure that sealed documents stayed sealed 
so that we could not get to the bottom of it. It's Joe Biden who's been a disaster at the border. It's Joe Biden who's been horrible on foreign policy. He says the United States is back and we've got the back of democracies. What about the democracy sitting right smack dab in the middle of the Middle East, our main ally, Israel? I'm sure Joe Biden says, oh, look, I got their back. I didn't jump into bed with Hamas. That's not the point, sir. (laughs) The point is to really have their back, not just to have the back of their enemy. And the way that he's been supporting Iran, who is the the proxy funder of all of this stuff, it's just, it's perplexing to think that he either really believes this himself or that he thinks that other people believe him while he's talking. People can land many a glove on Joe El Baboso Biden. I'm not saying he's stupid. I'm saying he talks in babosadas. He, he says silly things. But I think he's a shrewd political tactician with cognitive deficits. The only thing he knows how to do well is do what he knows how to do, and that's be a politician, to be a Washington swamp creature. You know, my old man, God rest his soul, he was a fighter. And he was 80 years old, and he started to lose weight on his way out. And one thing he never forgot was how to raise his big rock-solid hand and take a swing at your face and try to tap your jaw with his knuckles if he felt you were getting out of line. Because that was his innate instinct. And that killer instinct doesn't go away, and Joe Biden's got it, and that's why he's so reckless. Because I think he doesn't even know when he's using it all the time. And that's a shame that we have to deal with that. But that's where we are in America. Last week, Joe Biden says, the biggest threat to America is white supremacy. Now this week, Wednesday, he's in England and he says the biggest threat to America is global warming. And it's not a joke. Listen to this. We must all commit to an ambitious climate action if we're going to prevent the worst impacts of climate change limiting global warming to no more than 1.5 degrees Celsius. Lead the global, the global transition to clean energy technology. You know, when I went over in the tank in the Pentagon, when I first was elected vice president with President Obama, the military sat us down to let us know what the greatest threats facing America were, the greatest physical threats. This is not a joke. You know what the Joint Chiefs told us the greatest threat facing America was? Global warming. Because there'll be significant population movements fights over land, millions of people leaving places because they're literally sinking below the sea in Indonesia because of the fights over what is arable land anymore. All right. So what I want to know is which joint chief told him that global warming is the biggest threat facing America. You've got Iran trying to procure or potentially already having procured nuclear weapons Their goal to have these intercontinental ballistic missiles that can reach the United States to blow us up. Iran, the country, when they have a meeting of their legislature, they get together and politicians chant death to America, death to Israel. This is what they do in their governmental functions. Somehow they're not a bigger threat. You've got Vladimir Putin who's turning a blind eye, if not fully funding, all of these hacking attempts on our meat industry, our food supply, God forbid our electrical grid, our energy supply. And yet that's not a threat. 
the threat of inflation, the rising cost of goods, and people earning less and less money, and the mishandling, all of this stupid stuff that we're learning right now in today's New York Post, Thursday, June 10th. Half of pandemic unemployment money may have been stolen, according to a new report. Fraudsters may have plundered as much as half of the unemployment benefits that the U.S. pumped out in a hurry during the pandemic. Duh, that's why they do this. So now the new alarm, the new catchphrase is climate change, global warming. We're going to need to do things fast. You've got AOC yelling, the world is going to end in 12 years. Ah, ah. Stop. Stop with the hysteria. Stop with the demagoguery. People aren't as stupid as you think they are. Back to the New York Post. Blake Hall, CEO of ID.me, a fraud prevention service, told Axios that the U.S. has lost more than $400 billion due to crooked claims. The U.S. may have been robbed of as much as half of all the money it gave out through unemployment benefits during the pandemic. Haywood Talcove, the CEO of LexisNexis Risk Solutions, estimated that most of the stolen money, at least 70%, probably ended up outside the United States. And that's according to Axios. Much of the pilfered funds likely went to criminal syndicates in China, Nigeria, Russia, and elsewhere, he said. Now, again, if we take this guy at his word, and this is true, we're getting hacked by China, China, Russia, 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 Russia. In the words of El Trumpito Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of these United States, he was right. He was right, and Joe Biden is wrong. Our enemies are hurting us. So I've said it before and, I've, and I'll say it again right now. The biggest threat to America right now is Joe Biden's greed, his ineptitude, and his inactivity on the things that he needs to take action on. That is what needs to stop. And I do believe Joe Biden is going to wind down his first term and try to pass the torch to Kamala Harris, a.k.a. Kamala Harris, how bad she is. And we don't want to get stuck with how bad she is. We need to be stuck with somebody that's going to bring America forward like El Trompito did. How do we get there? What do we do? You've got critical race theory running amok in our schools. Moms are stepping up and we're starting to move forward. I don't believe this is a losing battle. I believe this is a winning battle. And we are going to win and we're going to do what we have to do both governmentally and through the culture. We're going to win the culture war, but we have to keep our foot on the gas. We have to stay vigilant. We have to stand for something because if we stand for nothing, we will fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to do nothing. That's Sir Edmund Burke. The other one was Hamilton. So make sure you do something. Take action. Go to your school board. Join the school board. Run 10 times for the school board if you have to until you win. America needs you. America's children. The next generation needs you. The future of America is with our children. And that future can be protected by you. The responsibility for this country and for the liberty we have rests on three words. We the people. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. I am Rich Valdez. And this is America. This is America. 